Alright, welcome back, welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast um, Of course, Sanders, I'm here as always Got my boy Dupree with me Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Sir, happy New Year, yes sir, yes sir, it's, it's right, the first, first episode first, of the year Yes sir, first episode of 2022 Yes sir, yes sir Crazy, crazy, crazy year we went through. Uh, another crazy year we went through, but hey, you know, we made it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Made it to another one. Made it to another year. Bless. Definitely. Facts, facts. It's already been an eventful year already. <laughs> For already. real. Already. Man. No, it's been a minute. It's been a, been probably what? Almost maybe like a month or so. Maybe it's probably something yeah, like about a month. About a month, yeah. maybe, yeah. Yeah, bro, that, 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 the end of the month be crazy for me, bro. So I just be. <laughs> I, already, I already know, man. It was it crazy for me, too, doing the. It's, on the road recruiting and all that, you know, and everything. So I already I understand. Trust me. I understand. Sure. But, man, uh, as we get here in, in January, uh, it's the start of a new year. But obviously, you know, we're, we're getting down close to the end. Uh, uh, to to the football season and everything like that. So you know, uh, obviously we we are getting ready here in a, a few days. Uh, crown a crown a national champion. Um, in college football, um, the the playoffs in the NFL starts uh next week. Uh, we got one more week of the regular season, which is uh you know some new uh seventeen game season now in the NFL. So man, a lot going on, of course. Basketball, they think things. They almost getting close to the All Star break. Uh, college basketball too. Uh, you know that's been that's been getting off. Everybody is pretty much in the conference play now, so it's 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 really getting interesting um, in the world of sports. It's everywhere, but obviously uh, we 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 got to tackle this situation here in the NFL um, with what's going on with uh, the infamous <laughs> Antonio Brown situation, bro. Uh, so obviously everybody knows at this point what happened. Um, in the middle of a game, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is playing the New York Jets up there in Jersey, uh, we just see a scene where AB just pretty much said, "Man, if if this if this ish, I'm out." You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm out of here. Uh, and of course, it just you know went viral, went went crazy. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. Like why is this happening? And, uh, and all this good stuff. And then, uh, you know, of course, you know, everybody has their opinions, their thoughts, their say-sos. Um, you know, comes out that, you know, he was only a, a certain amount of catches, a certain amount of yards, a touchdown away from pretty much like a million-dollar incentive bonus. And then there's this thing saying that, you know, he was hurt with his ankle and everything like that. And, I, I mean, it's just – it's been a lot. And, obviously, more and more has came out, you know, uh, more statements from – AB himself and the Buccaneers and everything is just uh, a lot been going on, bro. Um, when, of course, obviously when it, when it first broke down, what was your thoughts or your reaction on everything when the situation first happened, and then obviously to where we are now with everything that we know about as far as the statements has been said from uh, Antonio Brown and his uh, his his camp, his side of the people, uh, what the book well not necessarily the Buccaneers, but what Bruce Arians been saying and just everything between that and then Tom Brady getting involved and just the whole spiel of all of this, bro. Like, where where were you when this first started and where are you now? Like, have your stances changed? Uh, now that we got all of this information, we've 
we've heard, you know, both sides, but as you know, it's three sides to a story, you know, A side, B side, and the truth. Uh, something that we may ever not even ever get the full truth on about in this situation. But where your, where's your stance when it first happened and where's your stance now with the Antonio Brown situation? When it when it first happened, I I really I didn't believe it. I was I was with my brother and my brother told me he said Antonio Brown walked off the field in the game, you know, in their game. And like, huh? Like what, what, you know, what you know, what you mean? Like he walked off and you got the, you know, little ESPN update that he had left the field. And then they came across. I, was, I can't remember what game. We, I think we were watching the Cincinnati game, Cincinnati and uh, Kansas City. And they came across that you know, you know, Antonio Brown left the field, yada yada yada. You know, Mike Evans tried to calm him down. It's down to thirty. You see the video, and and this reaction is shock. Like you really, is, you know, you. I couldn't believe that. You know, I was actually seeing that. You know, him walking off off the field, and then you know, the first video that I saw, I believe it was just him talking to Mike Evans and taking his pads off. And then you see the rest of the videos with, you know, him throwing the gloves, throwing the, throwing his shirt in the crowd. And then, you know, running off, you know, throwing up the deuces in the end zone. Um, My stance has not changed. Um, A lot of people have talked about, you know, his mental health, you know, you know, AB, you know, he needs to seek mental health. You know, he needs to seek help for his mental. Is he dealing with CTE? People have brought up the incentives. Like you talked about, um, you know, with him being basically a catch, 55 yards and touchdown away from a million extra dollars. Um, I don't care about none of that. I don't care about none of that. I have only seen one time. I've been playing football my whole life and been around football my whole life. There's only been one time when I've seen somebody take off their pads in the middle of a game. And that's when I started coaching. That's the only time where I've seen that, but he did not leave the field. He did not go back into the locker room. AB is the first person that I've seen take his pads off and leave the field and go back to the locker room in the middle of a game. For anybody that's played football or any other team sports, that is that's a cardinal sin. You do not do that. I don't care about him not getting targeted. I've heard people say that. You can't target somebody that hasn't been playing. AB had been hurt and been out and hasn't been playing for weeks. This is his first game back from the injury, from the ankle injury. So you can't draw a place for somebody that has been hurt. You come back in the time where Chris Godwin had just went down, he tore up his knee, and so you're coming back in in an opportune time. Um, If he was dealing with the injury and if he was really hurt, I have no problem with with him saying, hey, like I'm too hurt to go back in. If you, well, first off, injured, because there's a difference between injured and hurt. So he was too injured to go in, that's perfectly fine with me. My issue with Antonio Brown was you do not conduct yourself in the way that you did. You are a professional. I don't care if the coach told you to get out or not. That's something you do not do. You do not leave the field in the middle of a game. You left your teammates high and dry. That's my biggest issue. 
You left your teammates. You weren't thinking about your teammates when you did that. You weren't thinking about Mike Evans and Tom Brady and whoever else. You weren't thinking about them. You were thinking about yourself. You were thinking about A.B. Uh, he told me to leave, so I'm leaving. Tom Brady recruited you to come down to Tampa. Bruce Arians, if you remember, Bruce Arians didn't want Antonio Brown. Tom Brady convinced Bruce Arians to bring in Antonio Brown. Tom Brady let Antonio Brown stay in his house. A.B. stayed in Tom Brady's house. A.B. from Florida. A.B. is from Florida and he stayed in Tom Brady's house. And you walked out on him. And now all this stuff coming about, you know, him, uh, Tom Brady getting involved, you know, uh, A.B. kind of going at Tom Brady and things of that nature. Tom Brady stuck his neck out for Antonio Brown. My biggest issue still from, from the from the time that it happened to now is you quit on your teammates. And that is the biggest you as a teammate, as a player, that is the worst thing you can do. A B will not, even if I don't think A B is gonna play in the NFL again. He's done. But even if he was to get another even if he was to get another shot, as a teammate, as somebody that would be in that locker room. I'll be sitting there thinking, what makes you think he's not going to do that again? I'm not worried about his money. And what makes you think he's not going to walk out on us? And he was winning in Tampa. They didn't just won a Super Bowl. What makes you think he's not going to quit on us? You quit on on somebody that let you stay in their crib. That's been my biggest issue. Not the money. Not the targets. Not the injury. Not once again. I don't care what Bruce Arians told him. I don't care what the position coach told him. Because at the end of the day, you're a professional and you've been playing ball. You know there's a better way to handle that situation, and that was not the way. You quit on your teammates, point blank. Period. I would not be feel comfortable having AB in that locker room. I ain't saying that AB a bad dude or anything like that. But when you quit on your teammates in a heat, a competition like that, in a football game. In football, it's inexcusable, bro. It's inexcusable. You can't. It, he's done. I, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if he got another shot in the NFL. Obviously, he thinks he will. I would be shocked if he got another call. Now, especially now that they actually officially released him finally, I would be shocked. Oh, that's my take on it, man. Yeah, you had all these. You go ahead, man. That's that's my problem. That's been my problem with it. I'm I'm right there with you. Cause that's that's my stance on it too. Is because all right, if you're injured, you're injured. I feel it. Every I mean, but at this point of the year, everybody's injured. Everybody's dealing with injuries. It is what it is. My thing is is like, all right, I don't even if you were upset, if you weren't getting your targets, your looks. Um, just because you just want to be involved, because he may not like he. I think he's he's you know he's been out talking on different uh, you know media outlets and podcasts or whatever you know clips and stuff, and you can see that you know he's saying that he doesn't really care about the money and everything like that. And, may, and maybe he don't, and maybe he don't. Hard for me to believe, but maybe he don't. 
because I'm right there with you. There's no way for you to act like that. I I don't I'm right I'm right there with you. I don't care about that money. I don't care about the all that stuff. It's just the fact that as a professional, for you to behave like that is a no go, bro. If you upset, co sit co ba tell you, all right, bro. You not you you done for the day. You not you not playing no more today. All right, bro. Sit on the bench. Be upset. But that's it. Play it cool. But the fact that you that whole that you made all that about you at that point. You know what I mean? Like that's just to me that's selfish. Like. You upset about stuff, and, and you go do that. That's just that's selfish to me. And you know, it, it's now it's not the first time we might have seen somebody you know leave a game um, before. Because I know you know there's an instance. There was an incident where uh, when Mike Singletary was the coach of the 49ers, and you know he told Vernon Davis, the star tight end, tell him leave, get off the field. But even still, conduct yourself. I mean, he you know helmet off, gloves off, unstrap them, but he never just. Threw off his, you know, threw his gear off, threw his stuff in the crowd and throw the deuces up and just pranced around and everything like that. Um, so I'm right there with you, bro. My stance hadn't changed either. I just thought that was just so selfish of him to do just to, to act that way. Um, now, like, that's why I say it's three sides to a story because you got his side, B.A. and the Buck side or whoever. And then, then it's just the truth. Obviously, somebody's lying here. Uh Will we, will we ever know the truth? We don't know because, you know, now granted, I will say if he was seriously injured and he couldn't go out there and perform the best way he could perform. And, you know, and if he's saying that B.A. said those things he said as far as like basically, you know, forget it, man, get out, get your get your ass out there and go play. Then, OK, that's that's a little messed up by the Buccaneers. But. I ain't gonna lie, bro. That's hard for me to believe. When the week before against Carolina, he got 15 targets, got 10 catches the week before, and you know they need you because they, like you said, bro, they just lost Chris Godwin, done for the year, ACL, done for the year. So you know they need him. You know you're gonna be needed. So I don't, I don't understand. And if the whole incentive thing wasn't a, you know, wasn't a problem, I can't see why you're being, I can't see why you for for you to be upset about that. When you know you had you you still that was just in the third quarter, you still had a whole half like half of that quarter plus another another quarter and a whole another game against the same team. You got fifteen targets and ten catches on just the week before. You gonna play Carolina again? So that money, bro, you would have got that meal. That that ain't that ain't no issue. That's just bro. That's just that's just not the right way you that you conduct yourself as a professional, bro. Like. You gotta think about this, bro. This is this man for had a stretch where you know you can always make the argument in the case that he was the best receiver in the game, like bar none. And me and you, we we can say we Julio, we're like Julio stands. And for us to sit up here and say that, to say that he was AB was, because you could say that he was the best receiver in the game for exactly. like a six year stretch, bro. Like with nobody touching this man. Least. If you, if you didn't say he was the best, you say he was, he was top two. number two. Yeah, or he was, was top one two. A and one B. Facts. Like, if you couldn't choose, for real, like there's there's no way that you that you couldn't say that. But it's just it's not. And then it's like just like I said, for me, I don't I don't try to I don't want to like I try to press the whole mental health thing and everything like that because 
in order for you to get that help, you got to want that help. So that's another story for another day. But just from a football perspective, I know everybody want to do the CTE and everything. From a football perspective, bro, that's just not the that's not the way that you handle yourself on the football field, bro. You just you don't make an exit like that. Like that right there shows me I don't. It's kind of almost like what Ryan Clark said on, on NFL Live, or he was either get up on NFL Live, where he said like that right there. Like you could never say like you could all the stuff that he's done, what he's you know dealt with and. Everything, you know, the off the field shenanigans and everything like that and all the stuff that he's been through. You could you could never say that A B didn't work hard, he didn't compete, you know, he didn't try to give it his all. Like him doing that right there just kinda showed like bro, he don't care no more. Like for real. Like he don't care no more. Like he like you said, bro, he just quit on the team. Like you just quit on yeah. the team, bro. <laughs> and then if if you had that big of a problem, you bringing up Tom Brady, how about you calm down, and how about you talk to Tom Brady? If you got a problem with, you, he's the one that the guy who it. stuck, like you said, but the guy who stuck his neck out for you, because we know BA didn't even want him there. BA didn't exactly. want him there anyway. He didn't want him there. He didn't want him there. Tom Brady is the one that convinced him to bring him in. So how about okay? Let me let me let me get Tom to talk to him, or let me let me get because if I'm not mistaken, they were on the field. I believe the offense was on the field. So Tom Brady is on the field when all this is going on. If, if I'm not mistaken. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what's happening. So if he's on the field, he has no clue this is going on. You don't give him a chance. How about you sit down, chill out, calm down, and let me let me get Tom. Let me see if Tom can talk to him. Let me get Tom to talk to to to, to Arians and kind of try to smooth this thing out. And now you come at Tom about it was like Gronk and some money or whatever it was talking about Gronk and whatever money and how. AB shouldn't be on a whatever deal or whatever it was, some type of he shouldn't be on a approve it deal or whatever. AB, you were on a prove it deal because you pushed your way out of uh, out of Pittsburgh, then got to Oakland and pulled that stunt, and then got to New England and pulled another stunt. That's why you got signed for whatever. I don't even know what his contract is, but that's why whatever prove it deal you're saying, that's why you got that prove it deal. Facts. Because no one wanted to touch you because all the stuff you had just recently did caused yourself to – you missed out on money because of that, because of the way you acted. So that's why you <laughs> that's why you missed out on money that you probably should be getting. That you probably should get. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying he should be paid like he's the best series in the league anymore. I mean, but, but – bruh, like – I don't know how much he's getting paid right now, but if he's whatever the vet – if he's getting a vet minimum, I think AB is better than just getting a vet minimum. No, of course, but, but but I mean the thing is, is like, bro, you blew away so much money when the shenanigans you pulled in Pittsburgh, not practicing that whole last week, and then trying to want to come out there and then didn't play, sitting on the sideline with the fur on, you know what I'm saying? Like that, they get rid of you, take you to Oakland. Oakland gives you the money that you want, and you couldn't even act right right there just for a few more days just to get that guaranteed thirty mil that he was gonna get. And we would have been okay. And you, all the stuff that you put out in Oakland, bro. So, what do you mean, like, why you want to prove a deal, bro? Like, you know why you want to prove a deal. Like, let's, 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 like, let's be, let's be for real here. Like, this, let's, this let's is where I'm like, come honest, on, let's bro. Let's be honest, man. So, come on, man. You know, I, you know, I, I don't I know. Like, I, I wish the best for AB, man. Facts, I'm hoping facts. that everything is, is, it would be fine to get everything worked out. 
if he has some if he has some stuff going on, some mental stuff going on, I hope everything gets taken care of. But like I said, I'm not doing all that. I'm not diagnosing anybody because I'm not a doctor. Facts. So I'm not diagnosing anybody with no depression or CTE or mental health. I'm not doing none of that because I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about diagnosing any of that stuff. I just know what he did was wrong. So I'm, I'm hoping they'll, they'll get it together and then it'll be all good. He can figure it out. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sad situation just all around because I mean, if, you know, like I said, if he was like really hurt and he, you know, told the staff and everything like that, and they still try to make him play, then okay, of course, you know, that's okay. I think at that point, that's, that's a little absurd and a little wrong for BA and the staff to do him like that. Um, but that's still childish the way he acted. It shouldn't have been like that. And then the fact that, you know, BA is saying that they're not aware of that and, you know, they felt like that he could go and everything. It's just, it, bro, it's, it's just a messed up situation all around. So, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely wishing him the best, bro, for him, you know, because now I, I kind of worry about what will how he'll be life after football. Because I'm right there with you. I think he's done. Like, there's no way another team is going to pick him up. Like, I, I mean, you know, it, it was already enough that Tampa even, you know, gave him another shot after the stunt that he pulled in Oakland and New England. So just the fact that, you know, Tampa even gave him that shot, or really TB12, like, just keep it a, a, keep it a butt there. But just for him to just walk out, like that during the middle of the game, I can't see. There's that's too many times where he didn't quit on a team in week 17. That's twice he didn't done that now. Like there's no way another team in the league is gonna give him give him a chance. And now we're gonna sit up here and you know for a fact that, and I hate that I'm gonna say this, but you know for a fact that now he might as well. Which he might not care about it, but he can kiss the Hall of Fame goodbye. They ain't gonna put him up in there just because of the way he acted. And that's un- that's unfortunate because he definitely. I, feel, I mean, I'm not gonna pull up his numbers now, but I can I, I could bank on it pretty much that those those some Hall of Fame numbers that he probably got if we if we were to look it up. But um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just, it's a it's a crazy situation, it's just terrible situation all around. So um, we we'll just we'll just see how it goes, man. Um, but. We're gonna we're gonna move on here. Uh, speaking of all these teams and and the playoff teams and uh, the playoffs coming up here in about a week, uh, I think what is it? Eleven, yeah, eleven of the fourteen spots are clinched. Uh, we got two spots in the AFC still left, and we got one spot in the NFC still left. Um, so out in the AFC, obviously. Right now, we got the, the Titans at the one seed. Uh, Kansas City is at two. Um, Cincinnati is at three. Both, respectively, all of those guys winning their division. Buffalo sits at four right now. New England is at five. Uh, Indianapolis sits at the sixth spot. And then we got the Chargers, the Raiders, uh, the Pittsburgh, and, and technically the Ravens um, are still alive there for those last couple of playoff spots there. Um and then, of course, out in the NFC, um, Green Bay locked up the one seed, so uh, the the NFC has to go through Lambeau. Um, the Rams is at the two spot. Tampa is at the three spot. Uh, they might be locked up in there, honestly, maybe. Um, Dallas is at the four spot. They are probably locked there in the four spot right there themselves. Uh, Arizona is at five. San Francisco is at six. Philly is at seven, even though they're, they clinched. Um, 
And then there's New Orleans that's fighting for that last playoff spot. So when it when it comes to the playoffs, because there's there's still some teams obviously that they're you know they're fighting for positioning for as like pole positioning in the playoffs. So obviously like the one seed in the AFC hasn't been clinched yet. Right now it's the Titans, but it hasn't been clinched yet. So we don't know if the AFC gonna have to go through Nashville, Kansas City, or even possibly Cincinnati. They still have a chance for a one seed. And then of course, um out in the NFC you got teams like the Rams and the Cardinals. Like they could flip. One could be the two seed, one could be the, the five seed. Uh who knows? Tampa could move up to three. I mean, Tampa can move up to two. Uh, we're just not sure exactly how the season is going to be yet. So, obviously, this last week is important still for a lot of people, for a lot of teams. Um, what do you think is more important in the playoffs? Is it seeding, like what seed you are, or the matchups, who you would rather play or not trying to face when it comes down to this, to this January football? I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I think with with the AFC not having that one seed clinched yet, it makes it enticing to say seeding. But I think it's matchups. I think this year in the playoffs, I think the matchups are a little more important. I know seeding because obviously, like Green Bay, they clinched the one seed. You know, everybody knows who's going on with Aaron Rodgers. You get back David Bakhtiari, you get back uh, uh, Smith, Zadar Smith. So that's important. Um, and then even with the AFC, if the Titans get it, okay, that's another week for Derrick Henry to get get um, a little more healthy, back in shape and all that type of stuff. But I think the matchups this year is what is going to make, or, or is more important. There are... There's still a lot of juggling going on, but right now, I would not want to play Cincinnati. If I'm an NFL team, I would not want to play Cincinnati right now. If I could avoid playing playing the Bengals because the Bengals are hot, the Bengals just beat the what a lot of people say still is the team to beat, and not just in the AFC in the league, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, they just beat them and potentially have a number one seed. I think that even though New England has been on a down on a on a on a down they've lost a couple lost a couple games, I think New England is a tough matchup for a lot of teams. In the NFC in the NFC say what you want, but San Francisco is not a is not an easy out. Right. San Francisco is not going to be an easy out for anybody, in my opinion. The NFC is a little bit... Both conferences, there really isn't... Maybe outside the NFC, you could say maybe that Green Bay is the clear-cut favorite now. They've kind of stepped out and become the clear-cut favorite. But but for the longest this season, there really hasn't been a clear-cut favorite in either conference. But San Francisco is a team that is, is scary... I believe that um, Dallas at home can be scary. They've done some stuff offensively. They try to get find a way offensively. I think right now the Rams are a little scary. So these matchups, these matchups, and who plays who and who has to go where. I think that right now is is more important than the seeding. 
because there, like once again, there are some teams I wouldn't want to play Indy. Indianapolis lost lost last week to the to the Raiders, but Indianapolis is a team that plays defense that can run the football. And what you need in the playoffs that travels home or away that travels. You can play defense, you can run the football, you're good to go. So I think the matchups will be more important this year. I think um I think no normally I'm right there which I think normally I would probably go with seeding um just because it was just always kind of important to at least um you know one of your goals obviously as a team what you want to do in the NFL is uh you know you follow these steps you want to you want to either a try to win or win your division that's the number one thing you want to do cuz that can guarantee you a home game at least um once you win your division, then you're trying to figure out, you know, obviously, do we want to play on wild card weekend or, or do we want that bye week? And, you know, and it's been different here these last couple of years, starting last year, the fact that, you know, only that one seed gets that bye week. So I think that, you know, that makes it that's been making seeding very uberly important for sure. Um but for some reason, I'm right there with you. This year, I think it's it's the matchups. Like I think it's just certain teams that you just don't want to play. Um, they could be getting hot here at the right time. Like I'm right, like like you mentioned, Cincinnati, which I know I said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Any Cincinnati Bengals fans, I am. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't think y'all was going to do what y'all did this year. I did not see this coming, but I'm pretty sure I ain't the only one. But I'm going to leave it at that. But, like, yeah, definitely Cincinnati. Oh, that, offense, bro, that offense is clicking. I mean, the fact that, you know, you think, oh, oh well, if we, just, if we just stop Jamar, then we'll be okay. Well, oh, well nope. We got, we got T. Higgins over there. Okay, well, you know, we'll shut him down. Up, oh, Hollywood out there in the slot. Then it's like, oh, okay, well, we know we're going to try to, you know, two high safeties, you know, two high safeties, try to bracket everybody up. There go Joe Mixon coming out the backfield. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's it's definitely hard to stop for sure. And, I mean. Yeah, wep- I they got weapons all over the field, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm and right there with you. The, the, the Rams is catching fire. Um, I mean. When Dallas gets it going, they they look good. I mean, so it's just I don't know. I'm right there with you, San Francisco. That's a dangerous team. I really wouldn't want to play um, if I was anybody, for sure. Uh, I really wouldn't want to play them. Um, and let's be let's, let's just be honest. I mean, I know they've had their ups and downs, but even Buffalo, they they that's a, still a scary team too, just because at any given moment they can get it they can get it going too, and we and they have a very good defense as well. The only thing that's, that I don't like about Buffalo is just you know their inability to run the ball. It's, it's still bad. They need to get that going, but um, I don't know. I I, I think uh, it's just gonna be interesting. Obviously, it's the last this last week as they try to get ready. Everyone's trying to clinch divisions, clinch. Playoff burst, clinch, certain seeds, obviously, and everything like that. Uh, so that that should be that should be pretty good right there. Um, speaking of uh, clinch scenarios here, so let's um, kind of go with I guess just like the just clinching playoff burst. So obviously, um, the Colts, all they have to do is just they're winning, they in, they they're playing the Jaguars. Um, I mean, that should be a win. 
but um, it's been a while. I think it's been a while since the Colts have won in Jacksonville. So, I mean, I know everything's different now, but that's that's I, I guess you can say that's not a gimme, even though I think it should be. But uh, if the Colts beat the Jaguars, they're in. Um, San Francisco for them to clinch. All they need is a win against the Rams or a Saints loss to the Falcons. Uh, and obviously the Sunday night game between the the Chargers and the uh, Raiders is pretty much a de facto playoff game. Whoever wins that is in. The loser is more likely out. Um, Pittsburgh, they have to win against the Ravens, and I think they need some help. I believe they need a, I think they need a coach loss, and I think a Raiders loss. I don't know. They need a lot of help. Um, and so does the Ravens, even though they're not mathematically eliminated, but they they need a lot of help, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, so Pittsburgh needs a, yeah, they need a win. They got a win, and they need they need a, a coach loss and then a loser between whoever the Chargers and, and Raiders. So they kind of really more so banking on the, the coach losing to the Jaguars and they're in. Um. Like I said, I think the Raiders, obviously, they just need a win, and they'll probably be in. Um, the Ravens, they have to obviously beat the Steelers, and they need a lot of help. Um, I think they need a they need a coach loss. They probably just need a coach loss. If they yeah, they need a win and a coach loss, and I think that's it. Um, obviously, and then the Saints, they just need a win. They need a they need a Forty ers loss for them to get in. So. Um, and then, of course, obviously, Titans just need a win for a one seed. Um, Kansas City needs a win against the Broncos, and the Titans lost. Cincinnati has to beat Cleveland, and they need both the Titans and the Chiefs to lose to get that one seed. Um, so, a lot, a lot of clinching scenarios, playoff burst scenarios. And then we're just going to go ahead. We're just going to pick two games uh, from this week. Which I think is the the kind of more of the the clinching playoff burst spot. So we got the we got the 49ers and the Rams. Um, it's been a minute since the Rams has beaten the 49ers, so I, I'm not sure where I want to go with this. But obviously, if the 49ers win, they're in. If they lose, they could be in a little bit of trouble. But they would, at that point they would need some help with the Saints to lose to the Falcons. So who who you got between the Rams and the 49ers? And if the Rams win, I think they clinched the NFC West, so they still got a lot to play for too. Yeah, I, for the for the reason that you mentioned, the Rams not having beat the Forty ers in a while, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Like you said, the the division crown is still on the, on the line. Um, they're not gonna be able to get that one seed, but they can still they're playing for a home playoff game, potentially maybe a two seed. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think the Rams will get it done. Um, both teams have a lot to play for, but I think it's with the division on the line, and I think it's it's a pride thing too. You you lost to them earlier this season, and, and everything like that. I think the Rams will find a way to get it done and uh, and beat the Forty Niners. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Rams too. I won't be surprised if the Forty Niners won, because um, obviously I think the Rams can. St- Still clinch, they lose, and if the Cardinals lose to the Seahawks, I, I don't see that happening though. But um, because yeah, Seahawks is just yeah, 
I, yeah. I just feel like it's, it's just always funny, bro. The NFC West is always coming down to the last week for 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 reasons mm-hmm. like that the past few years with with a lot of things. So that's definitely always been one of the better divisions here in the last probably decade, honestly. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Rams too, just because I'm I, with it being in LA, it's at home. I think they'll you know they'll be a little bit more juiced up, and they know that. You know, the last time that they saw them, I mean, the 49ers embarrassed them. Um, I think that was a Monday night football game, too, if I'm not mistaken. It was either Monday night or Sunday. It was prime time. They got embarrassed. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure the Rams remember that. And I don't think I don't think nobody who uh, who's already clinched like a playoff spot really wants to go in, you know, off a loss. They kind of want to try to keep some type of momentum going, especially since major- everybody's going to be playing that next this next following week besides whoever the one seeds are, which is be Green Bay and we still don't know in the AFC. But uh, I'm going to go with the Rams, too. I think they get it. They go ahead and clinch the division and um, get that two seed, and they just end up – who knows? They, they might end up playing twice in two weeks, you know, who or, you know, they just – or, they or you know, the Rams get the Saints. Uh, it, it, it just depends. But they could see each other back-to-back weeks like uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh did last season. So, uh, who knows? I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams. Though. I think they go ahead and uh, end that losing streak and get it over with and, and beat the 49ers. Um, the Sunday night game, obviously, it's a big one. Chargers, Raiders, um, AFC, AFC West rivals. Like I said, the de facto playoff game. Um, it's a strange thing because <laughs> I see this. That's how this weird scenario on that one was saying that if the Colts lost to the Jaguars, the Chargers and Raiders can end in a tie and they both will get in. Obviously, I don't think that's going to end in no tie <laughs> for that to happen. Uh, it's, I, not I mean, we, it's not ending in the tie. Somebody's going to win that. Um, man, I tell you what, bro. The, the Raiders, at one point, I you might have would have thought, like, all the stuff that they've been through with, you know, the firing of John Gruden, what happened with Henry Ruggs III. Um, man. This team didn't quit, bro, and they find themselves right here in the thick of it to try to to, to clinch a playoff spot. Um, and then obviously the Chargers, um, I don't I don't want to say they were like a sexy pick, but obviously a lot of people were sitting up here thinking about saying that they were could be possibly a playoff team anyway. So um, they kind of both see themselves right here where they are. Uh, Chargers started off hot, kind of been up and down here recently, you know, lately the last part of the season, but. Um, they already got the tiebreaker over the over the Raiders. Uh, man, Raiders at home in Vegas. They've been running the ball pretty well. Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr have been playing pretty good. Defense has played a lot better. I'm a I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I say the Raiders get 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 the rematch and they win and they get in the playoffs. Um, just because the Chargers secondary is pretty good, pass rush is pretty good, but they can't, they're really not that great stopping the run. Uh, it, it could be another shootout like it was that first game, and it could end up depending on who has the ball last, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to say the Raiders beat the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. I think that, them picking up that win, Last week, last week against Indianapolis was huge. Uh, that was a game I, I personally didn't see the the Raiders winning the way the Colts have been playing. 
I didn't see the Raiders winning that game, and they found a way to get it done. They've been they've been doing it all year, and like you said, doing everything. John Gruden getting fired, Henry Ruggs, John Madden passing away. There's been a lot going on with the Raiders, with the Raiders franchise. I'm gonna pick the Raiders as well. I think they'll figure figure it out in the defense to get some stops, the stops that they need, and um, Derek Carr. Well, made the made the plays. Hunter Renfro is going to be my my dad is a Raiders fan, and he third and Renfro, third and Renfro, third and Renfro, and he definitely <laughs> came. I mean, he comes through. The boy is a baller, and he comes through when they need him. So, um, look for that connection to keep to keep um, making making headway and doing with, doing with, uh, getting it done and everything. So, I'm gonna pick the Raiders too. I think the Raiders win and they make the playoffs. Okay. So yeah, okay, cool. So we, I like that. Okay, cool. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Together on that. Yeah, we'll see. I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I think the last time we we both agreed on some some stuff. I don't know if it went the went the, <laughs> the way we thought it. So we'll see. We, we've done pretty well this season, though. We've done pretty yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. There been some times where we're like, yeah, okay. Then uh, we kind of jinxed it a little bit. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, all right, yeah, the the picks the uh, the picks this season has been pretty good. I think we've been, we've pretty much pretty much been on for majority of it. Probably been a few misses here and there, but you know, I obviously you know we ain't Miss Cleo or nothing like that. We can't predict the future like that. So <laughs> no, 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 we can't. Man, um, so as we get ready here to make this transition, um, going into college football, um, obviously at this time of the year, you know, everyone's season has uh been pretty much over. You know, we had. A ton of bowl games, um, and at this time of the year, you know, there's uh, guys graduating and guys transferring. Um, obviously, we know about this transfer portal being such a huge thing. Um, was it Dylan Gabriel just transferred from uh, well, left U- UCF, was about to go to UCLA, um. And then changed, I guess, changed his mind again. And now he's going to be in Oklahoma. And then Caleb Williams, uh, who was the number one quarterback last year, uh, recruiting-wise, who was at Oklahoma, um, got some playing time between him and Spencer Rattler, who's also transferred in the transfer portal. He's going to South Carolina, Spencer Rattler is. And now we got Caleb Williams in the transfer portal. Um, He didn't rule out going back to OU, so that's the thing. But... Um, what's what's your what's your thoughts, bro, on how uh this trans the transfer portal is going? It's been it's, it's been a thing here for a few years now. And I mean, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen it work time and time again for certain schools. Like, I mean, obviously uh, Oklahoma. I mean, they've gotten Kyler Murray from when he was at Texas A and M, ended up going to Oklahoma. Uh, Jalen Hurts leaving Alabama, going to Oklahoma. So it, it's been working here for certain schools. Um, but then, you know, you got certain guys who, you know, they transfer and then it still hasn't worked out for them even when they transfer, uh, like uh, Tate Martell. Uh, I can't – I mean, there's plenty of other guys you could think of right now. Um, but did, did, you, did you think that the, when the NCAA created this and they had this transfer portal, did you think that they envisioned it going like this, the way that it is going? And um, where do you see it going here from now? Um Obviously, you know, you you may not deal with like the the, the bigger like uh, uh, D one schools and everything like that. But I mean, you play D one ball, so you know how it goes. 
Um, wh- what do you think um, is the the outlook on this? Is this, is this pretty much like um, a kid testing testing free agency? Is that how you want to look at it, or is it really just more so like it's? I mean, it's just your classic like what happens year in and year out at a at a school like guys come and go. Yeah, it's it, it's free agency for for college kids, man. That's really what it is. Um, it is definitely added to added a level of, I guess, excitement. You could say to college football just because now it's oh man, this you know this guy's leaving. You know he's Spencer Rattler is leaving Oklahoma. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, where's he going? Where's he going? Where's he going? Then he chooses South Carolina. And everybody's like, wow, like, I can't believe he, you know, he's leaving Oklahoma, this program that was a powerhouse, not just in the Big 12, but national powerhouse, winning the Big 12 for how many years straight, was in the playoff, you know, so many years in a row. He's leaving there. He's going to South Carolina to play for a coach, you know, a first-year head, first head coach in the SEC, you know, and all this type of stuff they want, you know, in the winning the ball game and everything like that. So it adds a level of excitement to me. Um, I think in the long run, it is hurting college football. And let me explain. Mm-hmm. I believe it is hurting, it's going to end up affecting and hurting college football. One, because you have guys who, which it was happening before, but now it's happening at a, at a higher rate where guys commit, they go to the school they're going to, and for whatever reason, they're not playing, things of that nature, they decide to leave. You really, really hear now, before, you, there were always stories of a guy waiting his turn, you know, doing his due diligence, and being able to, boom, he hit the scene, and he has his great season or whatever he does. Now, guys don't, a lot of guys don't sit around. They just transfer. Okay, it's not working out here. I'm not playing here, whatever. And I'm all for coaches are able to get up and leave. So I'm all for players being like, man, okay, I'm out too. I'm all for that. I'm all, you know, if a coach, if I came to this school to play for this coach and he leaves or he gets fired or whatever, I feel like a player should be able to be like, well, okay, I want to, I want, if he wants to leave, okay, I want to leave. But I say it's hurting college football because from a recruiting standpoint, there are high school athletes, high school football players who should be getting scholarships to some of these big schools, should be getting recruited, and they're not because of the transfer portal. I was talking to somebody earlier in early December, um, and I won't mention the school or anything that he he um, kind of is dealing with it, works with it or whatever. But he was saying that this particular school was getting 19 transfers into the football program, 19. And these are 19 guys from big, from big programs, big power five, SEC, ACC programs. So what happens is you have 25 scholarships to give out as a, as a, as a school. You have 25 scholarships you can give out. So you can sign 25, High schoolers, high school seniors. What's happening now is these schools are giving these scholarships to the transfer guys. You're not 
if I'm a, if I'm an FCS school and an FBS, a Power Five player wants to transfer, I'm giving him that scholarship. It, it, no, it's it, it's not even a question. He's getting the scholarship. So now these high schoolers. It's a trickle down effect. Yeah. Now these high schools, these guys who should maybe be playing D one ball, who should be playing F- FBS ball, are now not getting recruited at that level. Now they're getting recruited by FCS. So now they're even dropping down. Some of these guys are dropping down, and it's trickling effect. The level I'm at, I'm, I'm we're D three ball while I'm coaching. We will get guys that in. Other years in the past, we probably shouldn't get because of the transport portal because everybody is trickling down because these guys might be D2 level players, but because the D2s are able to get some of these D1 knockdowns, well, the D2 guys aren't getting any love. So now we might be able to get some of those guys. So it's hurting. It's hurting high school athletes. It's hurting the high school athletes. So I think they're going to have to sit back down and kind of revisit revisit what's going on and how to correct that because not everybody's transferring all over the place. These high school guys these high school guys are um are not able to, you know, are, are getting recruited. And now you have these states that are telling because of all this COVID stuff, these states are telling these high school high schoolers you can reclassify. So now you even got fifth year seniors in high school. That are just going. All they're doing is they're going back to school. They're going back to they're going back to school for an extra year. Oh well, I didn't read the recruiting. You know, I didn't get recruited the way I felt like I should. So I'm just gonna go back. We're in Kentucky. Kentucky students in Kentucky can go back and reclassify. Wow. I believe Ohio. I believe Ohio might be. I think maybe not Ohio. West Virginia, you can do it. Ohio, you might be able to do. It. I'm not sure, but in Kentucky. A guy, we were recruiting guys last year in Kentucky. Now I'm reclassifying. So now you have fifth year seniors in high school. That's that's wild. <laughs> you have, that's you wild. Have fifth, you have fifth year seniors in high school. That's how. Yeah, I'm just gonna go on, go back, come back to school, and play another season. So it's trickling down all the way to the high school level, man. So I think that's where it's hurting. I think that's where it's hurting college football, um, because now every everybody. Every, Everybody's not getting their just due, and these high schoolers are going to these high schools are going to feel the brunt of it. They're going to feel the brunt of it. It's a good thing because if a, if a if I'm at a Division One program and I need a I have a need, I need a I need a corner. And granted, I can recruit one, but I need a corner that is ready made right now to come in and help us play ball in the fall. I go to transfer portal and get one. That is fine. But these high school guys, man, are losing the opportunities, not getting the opportunities that they would normally get. Because you still, my, the five-star guys, I'm not talking about five-star, five-star, four-star guys. They're going to get recruited regardless. All right. Those guys are going to get the love regardless. But those three-stars, those two-star guys, they might not get it. We might not see a Desmond Ritter was a two-star recruit. Granted, I don't care. I'm not a guy that really cares for all the five stars and all that type of stuff or whatever. I'm not, I'm not a big star guy, quote unquote, but he was a two star, a two star recruit. Only D one offer was, was Cincinnati. He goes to Cincinnati. We might not from, from Kentucky goes to Cincinnati. We might not see us. We might not see another story like that. He was just playing in college in the college football playoff. We might not see another story like that because of the, because of the portal. Cause now these two star guys, these guys who, 
maybe could get F- FBS offers. They might only get FCS D2 offers now because of the transfer portal. So it's a double-edged sword. I think definitely they're going to have to go back in. And I kind of rambled a little bit, but I think they're going to have to go back in and kind of look at this thing and kind of figure some stuff out because it's, it's falling all the way down to the high school level. So we got fifth-year seniors in high school just to play just to play a sport. Wow. That's crazy, bro. That, bro, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy to, to get an extra year in high school. Because that's in, it's, in it's normally because it's, it's, it's normally the other way. They normally leaving early yep. and go ahead and try and get a year ahead up in the college ranks. That's normally what you normally see. But the fact mm-hmm. that, hey, some people are actually reclassifying to be fifth-year seniors in high school. Goodness. That's go wild, play, bro. Go back and play another year. Guys are leaving the state there. I've heard, I've seen instances where guys left the state that they that they were playing in. They were a senior. They were playing ball in whatever state, and they moved to a state where they could go and reclassify. Okay, I couldn't reclassify in this state, so I moved to this state so I can go and play an extra year of ball mm. to try to help my recruitment. Or I don't think mm. I think I'm I think I'm a better player. I was getting recruited by just straight D twos. I believe I'm a Division one player, so I'm gonna go back to high school one more year and and get some more film out there. And see if I can get that D one offer or whatever. Wow, crazy man! Crazy, that's crazy man! Crazy, bro! It's getting ugly out here. So the transfer portal, man, it definitely is doing. Um, it's doing what it was intended to do, right? I don't think they saw this this effect. I don't think they saw this effect coming coming down the pipe. So. Because I mean, you know, obviously it was it was kind of made for it to you know for them to go ahead and get the, the get the immediate transfer and not use lose that uh that year of eligibility, obviously. Um, but as you mentioned it there now, the fact that you know if you can if you're getting so many transfers coming in, uh, where can the guys who's trying to get recruited where can they go? So, man, that's a uh, man, that's crazy. But uh, speaking, it's, it's crazy. Though. So speaking of like recruiting. And everything like that, and then of course, like we obviously we've been dealing with uh, we've been dealing with this pandemic and dealing with COVID here for the past couple couple of years, and then on top of so like for example, you know we hit the the bowl games, uh, which I know we didn't really have this on there as a topic, but we can kind of hit on it real quick. The fact that you know we had all these games, and then uh, obviously there's a few of them that got canceled, you know, due to due to COVID from teams having COVID outbreaks and everything like that. And then obviously the uh, the whole um, the whole uh, what what is it the the opting in the play or the opt out in these bowl games and obviously now the top the the topic of that in the the next uh, I don't want to say test dummy but in a way it was uh, was Matt Corral obviously him getting being in the Sugar Bowl and. And sure it might not be meaningless you know it might be meaningless you know as far as him NFL wise but. Uh, you know, obviously he just wanted to be out there with his guys one last time. And, you know, he has that real bad ankle injury. Um, hadn't seen any updates on that. Hopefully it's not too serious where it doesn't cost him too much. But real quick on that, uh, how do you feel about with, with you know, all the bowl games and, you know, COVID canceling? How should they how should they treat that? Like, should that be a. Uh, should there be an automatic win for the team who have to travel? You know, like Memphis have to travel all the way to Hawaii find out the game doesn't get played 
because uh, of the outbreak with Hawaii. Uh, North Carolina State had to go all the way over there. I think it was to Vegas to play UCLA. And like a few hours before the game is getting started, there's the there's the cancellation of it because of the COVID outbreak. I mean, I mean, you know, it was it was, like, it was a couple more bowl games. Obviously, they got canceled because of COVID. Um, and then, what do you? What's your thing? What's your thought about it? How you feel about players playing or opting out for bowl games? The the they deal with obviously it's unfortunate, you know, those games get canceled and everything like that. Those bowl games, like you said, I mean, Memphis is all the way out there in Hawaii. And, and just a side note, I don't understand Hawaii. We played in the Hawaii Bowl, and we played Hawaii. Hawaii always plays. How in the come Hawaii they Bowl. always get the year? They don't never go travel. We need them folks inland. We, I not want to see Hawaii. It was a home game. That was a home game. We went out there. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like somebody else like, should play there. You feel I me? Yeah, like, I don't understand. Every time I look up in the Hawaii Bowl, Hawaii is playing somebody else. I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Why they won't play in another bowl game? Bring them boys inland. All them boys that's on that Hawaii on that Hawaii team are not from Hawaii, but <laughs> I, but I digress. Um, <laughs> uh, it is unfortunate, you know. Memphis, well, I mean, obviously, played Middle Tennessee, so that's three hours away from Memphis. I believe that was maybe a nine nine hour flight, nine ten hour flight. I believe I can't I can't remember, mm-hmm. but that's a long flight to go out there from Memphis. You out there all week, and then it gets canceled. You spend a lot of money to do all. I mean, you send it. You you got it. I mean, your equipment is out there. Uh, all the personnel, not just you know, with the players, you know, players, coaches, training staff, all these people. Like you know, your families are going out there, and then with all your equipment, the helmets and shoulder pads, and this and that, and uh, and um, the bowl, the different bowl gear, and then. Headsets, all that type of stuff is out there. So you spend a lot of money. You got NC State who goes to Vegas and is ready to play the game. And hours before, like you, like you mentioned, it gets canceled. It's unfortunate. There's definitely, definitely need to be. If there's a way you can maybe reimburse, like you said, the traveling team. UCLA to Las Vegas, Las, uh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas is not a, it's not a bad trip. It's just like a but, two and a half, a three. It, yeah, you see what I'm saying? But, right down the road. Like, I think find a way to maybe help reimburse the school for paying for that because there's no way, like, like you're not going to reschedule the game. There's, like, there's nothing you can really do. If a team can't play, you're not waiting two weeks for them to play. And I, I've already spent the money to come out here. So I think the easiest fix would be just finding – giving them a win, I don't think that does. I, well, I might do something for them. Maybe – players or whatever maybe but if i'm a coach if i'm an ad i'm like nah y'all need to cut me a check y'all need to cut me a check because i we came out here to play a game and it didn't get you know it didn't get canceled um and then it gets canceled um the opting out i feel different <laughs> than a lot of people um i saw you guys talking about this in the group i i didn't uh, i didn't comment I don't really agree with the opting out, man, if you want me to be completely honest. Now, I agree with what I would say is I understand it. I understand the opting out because the guys, I mean, they, they know, okay, I'm 
one step away from going to the league, and the last thing that I want is to go and play in this game and get hurt. And now I go from, a, let's say, a projected first-round pick to not being picked at all, or now I'm in the second or third round or whatever it might be, and you're losing millions of dollars just from the first and second round, you're losing millions of dollars. So I understand that. But I'm of the mindset that you playing your bowl game, man. I, I playing, Being able to go to a bowl game is, is a privilege. It's supposed to be something that you – it's a – it's a reward for having a good season. You did this. You won this many games. You had a hell of a season. You going so you get to go to a ball game. You get to go out and hang out with your teammates, with your coaches, and everything like that. Have fun in whatever whatever city it might be, and you play the game. Coming from somebody who, when I was at MT, we played in four straight ball games, and back to back years we went to the Bahamas and Hawaii. I had never been to Hawaii. I had never been. We went to the Bahamas, Hawaii, uh, Montgomery, and then New Orleans. I had never been to Hawaii. I had never been to New Orleans. And so those are those. That's a that's a honor. And I don't like the fact that now more and more you're seeing guys opting out, and it's becoming more apparent when, especially when you're seeing these guys opt out. From these big time schools, the the uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, they both opt out of the Rose Bowl. The ro- the granddaddy of them all, you opted Man. out of the Rose Bowl. Man, that that's a game that is that like <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Like that is a coveted game, but because you didn't make the playoff, if Ohio State made the playoff, you're not telling me that Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson aren't playing. And all those are our bowl games. But because you have a chance to win a national championship, you're going to play. You stood the same risk as you have of getting injured. You had that same risk if you're playing that playoff game versus playing in just a regular bowl game. And it might, and it's even more because if you win that game, you play in another game after yeah. that. So I don't like all the opting out, man. I get it because on the – it's – a smart thing. You want to protect your money. You want to make sure you can, you can, you know, you can be, you're ready and able, you know, to be ready for the draft and all that type of stuff. But you can get hurt in your training. These dudes leave, okay, I'm not playing, and then they go train for the draft. You can get hurt in training. You're going to get hurt doing anything. It could be a non-football injury. You might, it could be non-contact, and these guys can get hurt. So, them kind of leaving it, leaving their teammates and not playing. I'm not, I'm not really for it, man. Um, I understand it. I'm just of a different mindset. I think I, I believe, man. You made that ball game. You should play in it, and everybody should play. And because it's, it, it starts to lead to these lopsided, these lopsided ball games. It leads to these games where, uh, well, with, you know, this guy's not playing, so well, I'm not even interested in this game anymore. The, I was excited for the, the, the. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the, the Pittsburgh State. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would, oh, yeah, I'm ready for this. Kenneth Walker and Kenneth Pitt but there's, not playing. I'm like, oh, my God. Didn't even watch well, it. Right. Didn't even watch I'm it. Old, didn't even watch and it. it. And it still turned out to be a good game, but it's like, yeah, but use, like, the lackluster, even... use the lackluster of the game because these guys that you are <laughs> wanting to see 
decided not to play. I remember if I, it was last year. Uh, I can't remember who Florida played, but Florida played. Uh, Florida played that ball game like Kyle Trask played. Kyle Trask didn't play, and Florida went out there and got obliterated. I can't remember. Who I think they it was. I think it was Oklahoma. Was it Oklahoma? Oh yes, it was Oklahoma, and they got their mouth kicked in. Now you standing there, he's like, "Well, you sitting there, you watching your, you're watching your squad get they bait, the the brakes beat off of them because you and you could be out there <laughs> making an impact, and it could be a totally different game." So I'm not, I'm, I, I'm a little different. I know you feel differently, um, but I'm not, I'm not. I don't agree with all the opting. I'm a little different, man. Yeah, I mean, I will. I will agree with you with this. I think the which is funny because I know like Desmond Howard and Kirk Herbstreit caught a lot of flack for what they were saying, but I don't think they meant it in a uh, derogatory way or trying to like belittle the players and make it seem like that they really don't care. But in a, in a way, yeah, essentially, and, and I don't, my bad. And I don't make, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to say them dudes don't love playing football. And yeah, I, I don't yeah, think they meant I, like that either, but yeah, yeah I don't think they I'm did. I'm never going to say they like, they don't like playing football. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it was meant that way, but I think what they were just more, more so alluding to was just the fact that, okay, which I know, that's the difference between now and when you know when they were playing. But you know, obviously, the you know the 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 foot the playoff has has done that. You know, like it's almost like well, if you're not in that if you're not in that top four, you're in in that semifinal game. Then it's kind of like oh, to a certain extent, they want to say the game is is meaningless, is pointless. Uh, I disagree. I don't I don't think the game is pointless. Um, but I can't understand on why certain players would opt out. Uh, so I feel like I, I'm gonna put it this way. When I say I, I, I am, I'm, I'm, I do lean towards more the opt out person, but I think it depends on the position, uh, who you are, like, w- like where you at. And granted, like you said, the risk is there regardless, so it ain't really gonna matter. Um, because either, I mean, you can still get hurt and still might end up being a first round pick. Tua did it. <laughs> I mean, so. <laughs> Uh, it, it, I mean, it kind of it, it it kind of doesn't matter, but I mean, I think for example, like I'm all for a player like for example, Derek Stingley, um, LSU. I can't even remember the name of the ball game LSU played in. I'm all for it if he wanted to opt out of that because it was like on a Tuesday night. I don't think nobody's checking for that game, you know. <laughs> like, all right, cool. You don't want to play in that. You don't want to play in the you know whatever the, the, the name of the ball game is because maybe like y'all the, didn't have like the tax act. Texas, Texas hey, Bowl or something. Yeah, you know. I didn't watch it. I can tell you. You that. know, so it's like, all right, cool. Derek Stingley Jr., you don't want to play against who Kansas State, then fine. But, you know, um, but I'm right there with you, though. Gary Wilson, Chris Olave, now you don't want to play in the Rose Bowl? I don't know. Even even though I might be, I'm probably a guaranteed first round. I think that's hard for me to pass up not wanting to play on the Rose Bowl. And I know a lot of people want to allude to saying, well, the field was kind of messed up and folks are slipping and falling and hurting themselves. Man, look, that's going to happen wherever you're going to be at. But I, I, I don't know. I just, for me, I mean, for me, it's kind of like, I guess, like, if you are in the position there to, like, for real opt out and it's like, you know that, like for example, Kenny Pickett looked like he might, he could be possibly the first quarterback taken off. 
Yep. I'm fine. I'm I'm fine with you opting out because you're probably gonna be the first quarterback taken. But I mean, it's not like, but it's not like I don't. I, it's not like a quarterback is gonna be taken within these first five picks. This this year, mm-hmm. like I mean, you know, the the quarterbacks ain't that strong this year, so it it is what it is. But I, I don't know. Like I mean, me me personally, like if I was a receiver, I don't think I would have opted out of the Rose Bowl game. I, if I'm Chris Olave and Gary Wilson, I probably wouldn't opt out, but. You know, maybe, I mean, of course, like, maybe, you know, as a quarterback, I, I probably would. I probably would opt out, and I probably lean towards more. So, I mean, it, it, it just depends on, you know, any and every situation. Um, you know, I remember when these opt-outs first started happening, I knew, like, you know, that this was going to be a trend that's going to continue to happen. I mean, you know, I think Christian McCaffrey was the first one, the first ones. Him and Leonard Fournette was one of the first ones to do it. Um so I, you know, this was going to be a trend that's going to continue to go, and I think the playoffs do have something to do with that, obviously. But I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, I feel like if I was just going to some bowl game in Texas, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to opt out. But the fact that I'm going to be in New Orleans, Miami, uh, the Bahamas, Hawaii. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'm missing out on that trip to be with the boys just one more, you know, just one more time yeah. just for us to be, you know. Mm-hmm. That I don't think I'm a that I don't think I'm a miss, but you know, it's I, it's, 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 it's tough. And I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, you got to respect each, each each person's decision. If they want to, like, I don't. I think if McCurry had to do it all over again, he still would play in the Sugar Bowl. I don't think he would yeah. opt out. Yeah, it's just that's just who he is, and it, it's. I like, like I said, I don't, you know, if you decide to opt out, you decide to opt out. I'm not, you know, I'm not casting any dispersions or anything like that. But people are going to take that, you know, what happened to Matt Carell. And see, he should have, he shouldn't have played, he shouldn't have played. But once again, it goes back to, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. That's what you were, you know, that's what these ball games are about. The ball games are about, you know, one more, one more shot playing with your team one more time. Um, and like you said, I agree with you. I think if he had to do it all over again, he would still play. And I believe he even said that. I mean, he said before the game, he said that if, uh, you know, if, you know, something happens, then, you know, it happens, then we'll deal with that and kind of see what, you know, go from there and everything. So um, it's going to keep happening. The playoff definitely has something to do with it. Um, and people are, people are saying expand it to make it, you know, that, that will help out with that. But I don't. To be honest, I don't don't think that's going to help. I think dudes are still opt out. Yeah, I think yeah. Because if if you have a guy, if you the the if you expand it to eight in the AFC, say I don't know who I don't know who was number eight this year. Um, Ole Miss is number eight. Okay, so say Ole Miss has to play. uh, Let's say Ole Miss gets matched up with Georgia, or Ole Miss gets matched up with whoever. If if Let's just, you know, just, I don't know, I'm just coming up with scenarios. But say there's a right. there's a matchup where it seems as though there's there's no way the lower seed is going to beat this upper seed. You still might have some guys opt out. Right. You still might have some guys opt out. And that, I'm against expanding it to eight. I think six is where you should go if you're going to expand it. But expanding it to eight, you, once again, are you still putting guys more at risk because you're adding on games. You add on more games. Uh, eight, eight, is, eight, is, eight is too much, bro, because at that point, once you get to like seven, eight, nine, ten, those most of those teams got two losses. Why we got a two-loss team trying to compete for a championship? So, 
Like, <laughs> let's just uh, yeah, let's just let's just be real. I, I, I'm right there with you. If they're gonna expand, I think just start through just start two more teams in there, and make it six. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's you know, features on everybody feels different. I'm all for. I'm definitely all for uh, these college guys, man. Them going and getting their money. That's I love the fact that you know able to get these nil deals and everything. Um, and the fact that they have the option to opt out other bowl games to protect their future. You know, I understand it and everything, but I'm uh I'm definitely I'm definitely pro playing playing your ball game, man. I, I definitely think you should play in your ball game. So yeah, I I feel that. Uh, I'm. I also think one more thing about the expansion. I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon, just because honestly, it hasn't been too many times where committee has gotten it wrong. But that's that's another story for another day. <laughs> um, man, to wrap things up, the the big game coming up Monday night. Uh, it's a rematch of the SEC championship. Um, Alabama, Georgia, uh, which. Obviously, you know, if you've been a fan of college football, if you pay attention to college football this season, these have been the two best teams in the country. Um, so, hence the reason why we say that, why I say, I don't know if you can even expand right now because these last few years has been, it, the correct teams has been in and it ends up being the top two teams, you know, the best two teams end up playing each other. It is what it is. Like, I I, I can't be upset about it. You can't be upset about it. Uh, but, Obviously, Alabama, Georgia, and Indianapolis uh, for the Natty. Uh, a rematch of the SEC championship game where you saw Alabama um, defeat Georgia 41-24. to 20, to um, uh, And uh, what's this? Another rematch of a previous college football playoff championship game from, was it four, four years ago now? Yeah, from four years ago. 2017. Um, yeah, 2017. So... Um, obviously, these two teams have met up in a lot. Alabama has won the last seven meetings between Georgia. It's been a long time since Georgia beating Alabama. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, Bryce Young, Jameson Williams. Um, there's there's no Mitchie for this for this matchup from the beginning, but obviously they're still rolling. Brian, Brian, uh, guys, what was his name? Brian Anderson? No, that's I'm getting Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson, I'm thinking about Will Anderson. Um, Brian Robinson, I mean, just he they ran it down Cincinnati's throat yeah. in the semis. Um, and then obviously Georgia had a dominating game against Michigan from start to finish. Uh, so I guess, you know, kind of expected this once you saw the matchups set up that it was going to be another collision course between these two teams. Um, what's your thoughts? What's, what matchups are you looking forward to? Um, and obviously, who you got? First off, um, I'm going to address all the people that are upset, feel some type of way that we got a rematch. Um, if other teams play better, you wouldn't get these matchups. You wouldn't get these rematches. The concept uh- of the playoff is to get the four best teams in the country to play for the national championship. So, if two of the best teams in the country are in the same conference, i.e. Georgia and Alabama, guess what? And they and they have the resume to show that they deserve to be in the playoff. Guess what? They should be in the playoff. And sometimes you're going to have a rematch. 
How about you get Oklahoma or Oregon or Clemson this year or whomever to not blow it so you have different comp- conferences represented? Because the Pac-12 has not been represented since Oregon played in the first one. That's the last time a Pac-12 team has been in it. In so, the, yeah, in the championship game, and they hadn't had a they hadn't had a team in the semifinals, I think, since Washington. That's it. So, how about these other conferences? How about you get better teams? Get these other teams to play better. So, I go from there. It's SEC. And, I'm a, game, and, so I'm a, and and and, uh, and uh, let me say this real quick before you can say I mean cut y'all. Let me say this too. I saw a guy on Twitter talking about saying. Uh, was talking about the semifinal games and was saying these blowouts like this is the reason why they need to bring the the BCS back. And he was like, and I know that that would have left Alabama against Michigan. um, And that probably would have been a blowout too. Yeah. So why would we want to see that for a national championship game when we know that pretty much the SEC championship game would have felt like the national championship game. It would have been 2012 all over again with Alabama and Notre Dame. Why would we want to see that? And on top of that, and on top of that, if it would have been Alabama, Michigan, we know Alabama would have beat the breaks off of Michigan. You would have left. You would have left. You would have left Cincinnati still sitting undefeated, and now they're gonna try to be like UCF or Auburn was in two thousand four. Now we got a team that's saying, "Well, I was undefeated. You never even gave us a shot. We're de facto national champions or champions of this or that." So that was the point of the, this playoff. The, the playoff was for this to settle it, settle it on the field. Get the two best teams to eventually play each other, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what go from there. Like honestly, we hadn't like ever since the playoffs started, bro. It hasn't been it hasn't been a bad national championship. Like far as like the teams playing against each other, you would expect the teams to be there to be there. I mean, you think about it. We've had Alabama and Clemson what two times in the championship, three times maybe in the championship. I don't know, maybe three, three or four times, times something three like times. that. Three times you had you had you had Oregon you had Oregon Ohio State that was a good one. Um, we've had we've had the only games you would say LSU you had LSU and um, Clemson. Yeah, yeah, I mean you know the I mean, Alabama Notre Dame game was a little rough. That wasn't that one that one even close. I mean, but all the all the all the championship games in the in the in the college football playoffs have been some. You would look at it and be like, these are some pretty good matchups. I mean, it was Oregon Ohio State in the first one. Then you had Alabama Clemson. Back to back, I think. I think they was back to back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, three, three out of four years. That was Alabama mm-hmm. Georgia. You had a LSU Clemson. I mean, did yeah. last year you had Alabama Ohio State. I mean, the matchups has been there. So, uh, what 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 are we complaining about? Because the semifinals are blowouts. The semifinals are blowouts. The blowouts. It is what it is. But you just, was, all you want is just to make sure it's the two best teams are playing each other. What was what? I, I missed it. Who was the fourth team? My man should have uh, said that should have been in. He said Alabama, Michigan, and who else? On oh, uh, that tweet. So I mean, he was just uh, pretty much essentially saying that they should go back to the BCS way, where it was just oh, yeah, one nah, versus nah, two, nah. one versus. That's what I'm saying. At this point, nah, they, you would have done it if you would have done that this year. Alabama is, is, is and I, I don't mean to be vulgar with this, but I'm going to just keep it a book. Alabama's going to be the dog shit out of Michigan. <laughs> Cincinnati Cincinnati is sitting up here saying, well, hey, we was undefeated. How come we didn't get a shot? Now they feeling like Boise State or UCF. I'm naming all yeah. the small members because you're saying I, you never give them a shot in this playoff. Cause if you go to the, the, the BCS system, because you're going to say that they didn't, the computer's going to say that they didn't play anybody special. 
besides besides the Notre Dame, they're not gonna say that they played anybody special. So why 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 go back to the BCS system when we know how flawed that was? Why? <laughs> Just the the playoffs is it's, yeah. it's working. The playoffs yeah. is working, right? I don't care what nobody mm-hmm. say. It's working. Mm-hmm. I believe outside of and we've talked about this. You know how I feel. Outside of one year, the BC, uh, the playoff, the committee has got it right in my opinion. Yeah, they, outside they, of one they, year, they screwed up one year with Penn State and Ohio State. Yeah, they did. That's it. But outside of that, I feel like every year is okay. You got the you got the four best teams. So everybody that's crying, y'all. You, you can kiss it, Facts. quite honestly. <laughs> Once again, get you know, whatever, whatever. if your team, whatever conference your team is in, whatever conference you're a fan of, how about you get those teams to play a little bit better? Boom. Okay, cool. We good with that. Boom. Um, this, is, this is a tough one. Um, matchup-wise, I'm really, it's not even so much really a matchup. I just want to see if Georgia going to show up. Yeah. Point blank period. Is Georgia going to show up? Because Alabama is going to be there. Alabama is going to show up. I don't think there has been a game in these playoffs. Since Alabama has been in the playoffs since the playoffs have started that they have not showed up. I think the only game where you'd be like, nah, Alabama didn't show up. Or they really they just got worked was that national championship against Clemson that one year with Trevor Lawrence and you know, with where Clinton uh, ran them off the field. Outside of that, Bama shows up for big games. Georgia, what are you going to do? Because you, you, Georgia was the best team all season. Nobody debate. Georgia is the best team this season. From week zero up until the championship game, Georgia is the best team in college football. And you play Alabama and – you get whooped. So you mad and you show up against Michigan and you handle your business like a lot of people, including myself, believe you should have. You handled your business. You know what they were going to do. You know what they like to do. That defense showed up and they were able to score points. What are you going to do? You got a rematch. Georgia's defense did not show up against Alabama in an SEC championship game. Georgia's defense has been the calling card all year, and they got to the game where it mattered the most and went to bed. You get a rematch. Once again, the biggest question, Georgia has not played from, the only game they played from behind was against Alabama, and we saw what happened. What is Georgia going to do when they are down 14 to 3? If they get down 17 to 3, if they get down 21 to 10, can Georgia score? Can Georgia score to get back in the football game with Alabama? I do not think that this game is going to be as lopsided as it was in the SEC championship game. I do believe that this game is going to be a whole lot closer. I believe that Georgia's defense is going to play better. But at the end of the day, I trust Bryce Young to make a play, to make a throw. And I trust Alabama's playmakers more than I do Georgia's. So I'm picking Alabama. I'm going to pick Alabama to win the national championship. Um, (laughs) Again, I think they'll get them again. I think they'll beat Georgia. Um, 
there is <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy I will not be in Georgia for the game because there are gonna be a lot. Of, if they lose this game, there are gonna be a lot of sad and angry Bulldog fans. And I'm on I'm on the call with one, so I don't wanna go too far and talk too much, but at the end of the day, man, Georgia has to show it. They have to show me. Bottom line, you got to show me. Georgia, was like I said, they've been dubbed. They were the best team all season. They, you know, wall to wall, their defense, this, that, the defensive line, the linebackers, you know, whatever, all the defense is amazing. You got to show me you can beat Alabama. To beat the man, you got to beat the man, and they ain't did it. So I'm picking Alabama. I want a score. I would say Alabama. I would say Alabama 30 to 24. Alabama 30 to 24. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I ain't got much to say behind it. Cause I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, until they do it, they gotta show it. Because <laughs> who, who Kirby Smart, he is Kirby Smart when it's time to play everybody else. But for some reason, when it is time to play Alabama, that man is Kirby Dumb. All of a sudden, he don't know how to coach anymore. He don't know how to make any type of adjustments. Uh, putting guys in the right right position, and then guys out there looking lost. It's just it's a lost cause. And I'm right there with you, bro. Until until they can show us that, until they can show the country that they can can really beat these beat them. We know they can hang with them. Can they beat them? They hadn't showed it. They hadn't showed it. And obviously, who you gonna trust more at the quarterback position, Bryce Young or Stetson Bennett? So, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm going to Alabama. I say Alabama's going to win on Monday. They're going to repeat as champions. Um, I think it'll be closer than than uh, the SEC championship game, too. I think it'll be a lot more closer because I think Georgia will be a lot more focused and understanding the task at hand and, and probably won't feel as nervous maybe just because, you know, it is what it is. But I, Alabama's going to win, bro. Um, I'm, I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. Kind of doers are reverse, reverse psychology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel it, my bad. My Look for for, for my picks bad, purposes, bro. for picks purposes, and uh, gambling purposes. I'm definitely taking Alabama plus three. Um, even that's the spread. That the I spread is three. Right now, they have Georgia's a two point favorite, man. Oh, it's just it's just down to two. Oh, yeah, money line, money line, Alabama. Never mind. <laughs> money, money line, Alabama. Money, money line, Alabama, bro. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. right there with you. I'm right there with you, bro. I just, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's the thing, bro. They, bro, Georgia has everything that you want in a team, bro. Like, yeah. they they got the they got the guys that running back. They got a they got a dog at wide receiver. They got a, a tight end who's just a freshman. My lord, that's Dude, Bob Bowers. I'm gonna tell you something, dude, right now. bro. I have not. The, the, what did it for me? One, he should have been a finalist for the Mac. I don't know how that didn't happen. How he wasn't a finalist for the Mac? That was insane. But the the play that did it for me was the play against Georgia Tech. He caught that seam and split safeties. I 
I'm and I'm so, I don't want to be, but but to the white boy at tight end splitting safeties down at Georgia. That's different. <laughs> it's different. He can play Bro. ball. And the thing yeah. is, you know, coming into the year, it was supposed to be uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he was transferred from LSU. He was a tight end. I can't uh, think of his Eric name Gilbert. right Eric Gilbert. Yeah, Eric Gilbert. Eric right. Gilbert. It was, it was supposed to be, to be him. It was supposed to be the dude there. And Bob Bowser said, "Nah, bro." I, and I mean the dude, the deep, the defense, bro. Come on, I don't even got to explain it. Everything is there. The only unproven spot that's there. Is at quarterback. Yeah. And I, I think I think he'll come out. I think he'll come out and play with a chip on his shoulder. I think he'll play a whole lot better than he did in the SEC championship. Um, and he's going to make some plays. I just I I think when the chips, when you lay the chips down, and it's okay. What are we doing? We're going all in. Who are you putting your money on? I'm I, Bryce Young gonna make that play, man. I'm, I'm putting my money on Bryce to make make the play. Facts. Facts. Um. And I'm right there with you. So I just think, I just think, man, you know, at the end, at the end, I think it's just gonna be too much. Um, my score, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say 27-21 Alabama. Okay. Um, okay. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna be closer, but I just think I just think they'll pull it off. Now, granted, if somehow, <laughs> some way, them boys do get that dub. Yeah, follow, follow me on Insta. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Boy, that's another thing. I'm glad. I'm also glad I won't be in Georgia because if they do win it, I don't got to worry about hearing all that in Georgia about them winning the national championship. You know, oh. but but um, but I'm 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 going with Alabama, bro. I think they they gonna get the dub. They gonna get the dub. Well, back there, what's this? They'll be numbered. Number what? Jeez, I don't even know. Shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it'll be it'll it'll be their. Uh, I mean, it'll be their. It'll be what their third or fourth one in the in the CFP, wouldn't it? Let me see. Oh, this would be their third time in this in the playoff. In the, this would be their second time in the in national championship, but I think this is their third time in the playoff. Um, yeah, they got it. So. Well, let me see. Maybe, they, no, maybe it's their second. Maybe I think it's just their second because they 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 were in the one with Oklahoma. They played Georgia for. I mean, played Alabama for that for the Natty. Um, and then this one, because after that, I think the only SEC school that was in it, you had Alabama in it, you had LSU in it, and that was it. I don't think Georgia's made it back since. So this is yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, but Ala, this would, what would this be for? What is it? What would be? Would it be four, five times? Four, four. Alabama, because oh, they, they won it. What? Well, they got it. They, they won it 2015. Won they won it 17. Last 20, year, 20. so that's three. So this would be, oh yeah, this would be number four. This would be four, and just in the CFP, fourth one. This would be their this, if they win it. Yeah, this would be their fourth one in the in the one playoff. Would, and then what? Ooh. Seven, seven or eight overall since Saban been there. Yeah, this would, I think this would be Saban's seventh overall since I mean, that Belma, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Oh, it's mm. ridiculous! It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and they just keep reloading, bro. That's the thing; they don't rebuild; yeah. they reload. It, it, and you know, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I, uh, during the playoff game, when they uh, the game against Cincinnati, um, I believe it was 
was it Todd Blackledge? I, I believe he was the he was the the commentator doing uh, commentating for the game. He mentioned in that game and about the Alabama team that it, this team was more like the Alabama of old. When Nick Saban first started winning those national championships, it was predicated on defense and running the ball, and that's what they did against Cincinnati. And that's what you saw. You saw glimpses of, uh, and that's what it looked like. It looked like those teams with Dante Hightower and and uh, Drake Patrick and Kearney Upshaw and all those guys where we're going to play smash mouth defense and we're going to run the ball down your throat. Against in the SEC Championship, they really didn't run the ball for real. Bryce Young lit it up in the, through the air. So now Alabama has shown, okay, maybe, granted, I mean, Cincinnati has a great defense, but also okay. That's a little. It's a. It's different. It's different playing. You know the SEC ball. It's a little different um, for Cincinnati, but you show the ability to run the football. So now does Alabama show up and say, "Stop us from running the ball"? I don't think they will. But could they just say, "You know what? We're gonna line up and see if you're gonna if you really, really, truly are are are." Hey, they might now. Stop us from from running this football. Yeah, they might. I don't know. We put past. But all right, so we man, we in agreement of everything this weekend. Okay, (laughs) that (laughs) means somebody, something's not gonna happen. Some gotta give. Yeah, some gotta give. Something ain't gonna happen. I I don't know. I ain't gonna take no guess on that. But man, as we get ready to wrap it up, bro, I know we. This was a little window, but hey, it was needed. It was needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, as we get ready to wrap up this this first episode of the, of the new year, um, of course, man, any, you got any last remarks that you want to give? Shout outs? Yeah, always shout out to the man above for allowing us to get, you know, get to another year. Allowing us to see another year, see another episode. Always shout out, you know, shouting out my, uh, my family. It was, um, Great! It's always great being able to go home and see them, especially with me being so far away and everything. It's always good to be home and see my, you know, see my parents, siblings, grandparents, aunts, uncles, things like that. Um, you know, with the beginning of a new year, obviously everybody is all into the resolutions, and I'm gonna do this and that, and you know, and all that type of stuff, which is all well and dandy. But I wanted things I not only just challenge myself, but people kind of in my um, in my circle and centers, you know, this is those resolutions always, it starts off, it's always real good at the beginning of the year. You start off real strong, whether, you know, whatever it might be. Um, I can use the gym, for example. You want to lose weight, and you start off strong, you hit the new year, and those first two weeks, you're killing it. You are consistent, and you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're going to the gym, you're working out, you're eating right you know, drinking water, all that type of stuff. And then life kicks in and you get comfortable and you revert back to your old ways. And then you look back up and it's December 2022 and you're trying to figure out where the, where did the year go? And you're right back to, to square one. Um, I just want to challenge everybody to not fall back into that level of comfortability Whatever you say you want to do, whatever you say, you know, whatever your goals are, continue, continue to strive and go after those. Do not become comfortable and do not 
become complacent, it's going to happen. You're going to get sidetracked. Life is going to happen. Things are going to happen that try to throw you off of what your goal, what your goals are. And that's, that's what's supposed to happen. But you have to have that mental wherewithal, that mental toughness to be able to withstand that and continue to strive for that. Um, because we're not guaranteed to see 2023. You never know. We've seen plenty of people. I mean, Sidney Poitier just died today. Right. So you just know, you, you just never know. So I just challenge everybody to um, whatever your resolutions are, whatever your goals are, strive and go after those. It's so vigorously like to, like all gas, no brakes. Um, it's just praying, you know. Obviously, we continue to strive with this podcast. You continue to strive with your career um, and everything you're trying to do. Um, myself as well, man. So that's it. That's it. Happy New Year to everybody. Let's get to it. Mm, nah, bro. You saying you pretty much covered everything, bro? It's not for real. Definitely on. Uh, Hey, it's a new year, bro. Get get that mindset right. Stay focused. Get on that grind. Uh, it, it ain't gonna be easy, but if it was easy, everybody could, everybody would do it. So that's that's the point of it, uh, for sure. Keep that mental going. Keep grinding, um, for sure. Whatever goes, you got set in mind, man. Hopefully, you have been set it uh, before twenty twenty two got here for sure. But uh, right now, definitely get it in motion if you need to, for sure, uh, man. Um, whatever you know, whatever you believe in your religion, man, stay, stay, stay strong in it. Um, for sure. That's, that's another thing. Um, man, of course, shout out to the man above for sure. Shout out to uh, my family, um, back in Memphis. Um, and also my, my family here, uh, as y'all, y'all can hear Naomi been going in all episode. (laughs) She, she been going in all episode. I think y'all can hear it right now, probably. Um, but yeah, man, y'all definitely, um, definitely just stay focused, man. Stay on y'all grind. Uh, happy early birthday to you, my boy. You know your birthday coming up on Monday. Hey, appreciate that. And I, I meant to say that too. Yes, sir. Happy belated, man. Happy belated. Yeah, birthday. yeah, yeah, for sure. Happy belated birthday, my Capricorn brother. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We still in the thick of, <laughs> we still in the thick of the best season ever, Capricorn season. Yes, sir. I mean, yes, sir. I, appreciate I always tell you. everybody, think about it, bro. Who, who you know can end the year off and then start the year off right? I mean, yeah, come it's, on, it's, 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 the, it's the best of both worlds. I mean, it's you only know. one group can do that, you know. Facts, you know, we, we don't do it. We don't do a lot of talking. We don't do a lot of talking. A lot of people really don't talk about Capricorn and stuff like that. We kind of just it's probably we kind of just sit back and you know we we sit back and do what we do. You know, we don't we don't we don't have to be all the you know spotlight and everything like that. We just kind of sit back and we chill. Facts, so facts. It's all good. Facts, facts. Um, uh, man, for the for the people that was that's been out here in um in Tennessee, especially in the in the the, the Middle Tennessee area, uh, and, and parts of Kentucky too. Um, uh, man, hopefully that y'all been um, um, uh, been okay. I mean, this this area has dealt with a lot from you know floodings and tornadoes. Um, now to the you know this 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 nice little uh, amount of snow that we got in. Um, so hopefully everybody you know has been safe and been taken care of for sure. Um. Man, y'all enjoy it. Enjoy this weekend. You got a, got a lot of football coming up. Uh, got games on on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, <laughs> and then coming right back again. Uh, like I said, also, man, uh, if you you know the basketball enthusiasts, go ahead and get into the thick of watching your basketball, man. Uh, Bo John Morant 
for All Star NBA All Star. Vote John Morant. That's all. That's all <laughs> I'm gonna say on that. Vote John Morant. Uh, <laughs> been balling, man. He, man for uh, sure. He's been, he been doing his thing. For sure. But uh, uh, also, man, you know, we uh, we um, we you know, we're gonna definitely um, try to you know, of course, get some get some more things uh, uh, cooked up for the podcast for sure. Definitely gonna try to you know get get some more people that we know uh on here. Try to you know get keep keep the interaction going. Um, you know, uh, we appreciate the interaction that you guys give us, especially like when we go on the, on the on the socials, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram. We love the fact that y'all uh interact with us that way. Um, let just let us know that you know obviously that uh we 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 we're, we're getting paying attention to and y'all y'all are listening and you know liking the content that we bring y'all for sure. Uh, so. Definitely gonna be uh definitely gonna be more to come for sure, man. So y'all just continue to like and like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, if you listen to it on SoundCloud. Um like I said, I know people have been some people I know have been asking me like maybe we should start trying to put it on on YouTube. You know, we'll see. We'll 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 get to that, you know. We'll we'll see about that. Try to figure some things out here. We just just give it some time. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, we're definitely listening and, and open to the suggestions, you know, definitely to try to make the, make the podcast bigger and better for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, like and subscribe to the podcast, follow the Instagram, uh, EMS underscore podcast, follow the Twitter podcast underscore EMS. Uh, man, you know, y'all got any shout outs y'all want to put on there? Anything y'all want us to talk about is, you know, nothing to, you know, message us, message the page. Uh, we'll definitely try to get it on the episode. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about something or whatever, you know, whatever little suggestions, anything y'all want us to, you know, talk about, um, we'll definitely put it out there and, and try to do it to the best of our ability, man. But, um, until the next time, uh, man, one love, uh, peace, love, and tranquility, man. Once again, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.